coming up on this week's podcast. Why did the angels come to the shepherds there in Israel at 2,000 years ago and say, peace on earth, goodwill to men, if there was no peace? Were they telling, were they telling the shepherds, were they saying, your country will finally have peace, Israel? I don't think so. Stay tuned for more. And welcome to another New Hope Chapel podcast. Located in Arnold, Maryland, New Hope Chapel is a vibrant church committed to biblically-based teaching, often focusing on discovering the Jewish roots of the faith. You can find out more about our church at newhopechapel.org. Now, here's Justin Hibbard with today's message. This evening to our annual Christmas Eve service, and it's a pleasure to have you all here celebrating with us the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. And uh, I just want to take a couple minutes this, this evening and thank all of the kids, the orchestra, all of the actors and actresses, Julie, and Melanie, everyone. Thank you so much for being a part of this evening. <clears throat> and uh, tonight's, the theme tonight is uh, Peace on Earth. And we are kind of, some of the vignettes that we've done have, have all focused on this idea of what is peace on earth. And when I say that word, peace on earth, you know, it's something we say around this time of year, but it, I'm sure it brings a lot of different thoughts and feelings and pictures to your head. Uh, for instance, if you lived in the 70s, you might think of the word peace, and you might associate it kind of with the flower children of the 70s, and John Lennon and so forth. But even today, we think of, when we hear peace on earth, we think of some of the wars that were fighting in Afghanistan and Iraq. We think of Adela, who is serving over there, her Family is still here, Brian and Peyton, as she is over there. So we might think of that as peace. Uh, maybe you think of Christmas as peace. I don't know about you. I don't really think of Christmas as very peaceful. We're always running around. There's all the shopping to do. The malls are a chaos, right? There's all the cooking that needs to get done, all of the presents that need to get bought. We're thinking the whole time of how in the world am I going to get home and cook all the food that I need to cook for all the guests that are coming over tomorrow. So peace sometimes, so Christmas sometimes isn't very peaceful. But yet we say this phrase, peace on earth, around this time every year, and uh, we reflect on it, and perhaps it is more peaceful. Maybe we watch the news, and there's a, there's a little more feel-good stories in the news. We're not kind of rushed into the harsh realities of our day so much. But come January, you know, Congress will be back in session, and we'll be rushed back into the harsh realities that our world sometimes isn't the most peaceful place in the world. Yet, if you think about it, peace is something we all strive for. We all want. We go through to great lengths for peace. Couples get divorced to have peace. Countries go to war for peace. At times we bring uh, leaders from opposing countries like Israel and Palestine to the table and say, well, why don't you guys sign a peace agreement? And it lasts maybe 10 minutes, maybe an hour, maybe a day, maybe a week, maybe a year. And then back again to the reality of fighting. So is there really peace on earth? Why did the angels come to the shepherds there in Israel at 2,000 years ago and say, peace on earth, goodwill to men, if there was no peace? Were they telling, were they telling the shepherds, were they saying, your country will finally have peace, Israel? I don't think so. 
at the time the Romans were, were, were in control of Israel, 70 years after this, about 70 years after, Jerusalem would be totally destroyed. So is that the type of peace that they're talking about? World peace? I don't think it is. If we, if we want to understand what the, the angels were saying, I think it helps to learn a little bit of their language. They probably used, when we see the word peace, they probably used this word, a Hebrew word, which means shalom. And we know shalom. It means hello. It means goodbye. It can mean peace. And we say, we hear it said a lot. And if you, if you ever watch any of the Israel channels, this is a word that they use all the time. But the word shalom has a deeper meaning to it. It means kind of a wholeness of oneself. It means a wholeness of, a, of your soul, a peace that overcomes your, your entire being. It's not just this word like peace, man. You know, it's not the Richard Nixon thing. It is really peace. I guess the best way I can describe it is to tell a story. There was a man by the name of Horatio Spafford who lived in the 1800s. And Horatio was a lawyer who lived in Chicago. He was also a Christian. So the two are not mutually exclusive. You can be a lawyer and a Christian. And Horatio was very wealthy. He, he invested a lot in real estate. He had a wife. He had four girls. He had a son who was his youngest. Well, a lot of tragedy happened in Horatio's life. His son died at four years old of pneumonia. And then um, during the Great Chicago Fire, he lost everything. All of his properties were burned to the ground. So he and his wife decided that it would be best if they moved to Europe. So they were moving to the UK. And he sent his wife and his four daughters on a ship across the Atlantic Ocean. Only that ship collided with another ship. And a lot of people lost their lives, including all four of his girls. His wife survived, and when she got to Europe, she sent a telegram to Horatio, her husband, and said these famous two words, which are now famous, saved alone. Horatio boarded a ship to meet up with his grieving wife, and as the ship crossed the Atlantic Ocean at the same spot as where his four daughters lost their lives, he wrote these words, When peace like a river attendeth my way, When sorrows like sea billows blow, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. I think that's the best way to describe shalom. It is a peace that surpasses understanding. We don't understand Horatio's mindset. He was probably in the most hurt, grieving place of his life. Yet he penned one of the most beautiful, calm uh, words that exemplify the idea of shalom. It is a peace that surpasses understanding. I believe that's what the angels were saying to those shepherds. If you want peace, here is the message. Not just, not just world peace. We're not talking about world peace. We're talking about you and peace with God. For unto you is born this day a Savior. And what about the second part that they said? Peace on earth and goodwill to men. What did they mean by goodwill? I think it's important also to note about the time in which this was occurring. At that, at that time, Israel was occupied by the Roman Empire. Of course, most of the world was occupied by the Roman Empire. And the religion of the day was mythology. It was a Greco-Roman mythology. And the Greco-Roman mythology, you may, you may recognize characters. I, we watch a lot of Disney movies, and there's a lot of these Disney characters like Zeus and Poseidon and some of these other mythology creatures. And each, of, each, each uh, god in their mind controlled and governed a certain part of, of the world, of 
whether it's water or air or lightning or, or something like that. But what's fascinating, I guess depressing about their religion, is that they believed that these gods really just toyed with human beings. Well, all they wanted was to fulfill their own lusts and desires, and often at the expense of humans. You would never hear a Roman or a Greek little boy sing, yes, Zeus loves me, because that's not the case. They didn't believe that. If you've ever read anything like uh, Homer's uh, Odyssey, that becomes very clear that these gods are in it for themselves and oftentimes will toy with mankind to get what they want. So when the shepherds come, or when the angels come to the shepherds, their message is very different. Their message is a message of peace and goodwill. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace and goodwill to men. See, they're telling us a different perspective. And we don't always understand because we've grown up in, the, in a society, in a culture, that we've seen God, yes, Jesus loves me. We understand that God loves us to some extent or another perhaps not to anywhere near to the fullness of the, uh, thereof. But you see, the angels were saying, we come from the God. And the God has a message for you. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Amashiach Adonai, Christ the Lord. And you shall find this babe. How shall you find him? Shall you find him as a, 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 as a, a Zeus-like spirit God? No. Will you find him as a king with purple robes and a gold crown? No. You will find him as a babe, wrapped in rags, laying in a feeding trough for animals. This is the humble king that we serve. This is the humble savior. See, Jesus didn't just become man. He just didn't humble himself when you think of humility. Oh, he really humbled himself. He shed off his glory, and he came into a human body, and not just like a manly human body with lots of muscles. He came into the helpless, most helpless human body ever, a baby. And he came to peasants, and he was born in a stable. That is the God we serve. You know, we at New Hope Chapel have been um, doing a series, and the series is the seven I am statements of Jesus. And Each week we have taken a look at one of Jesus' I am statements from the book of John. So we looked at I am uh, the bread of life, I am the vine, I am the good shepherd, I am the door, I am the way, the truth, and the life, I am the light of the world. On Sunday, Steve will present the last one, I am the resurrection and the life. And the other day, a couple weeks ago, Steve said to me, you know, Justin, as I've been meditating on uh, on these messages and listening to them, uh, something has really struck a chord. The theme throughout it all is that Jesus is the game changer. I thought that was a really good way to, to, to summarize it. Jesus is the game changer. We all want a lot of things. We all want that peace with God. We all want God. We all want the, a good life. We want to be good people. But it's only Jesus that can change our lives. Let me read you a story. We, we support some missionaries here at New Hope Chapel from uh, Turkey. And a couple weeks ago, one of them, uh, the guy, he... He wrote an email to us. I don't want to say his name because I'm being recorded tonight. But he tells this story. He says, Kay, a man in the man's group I I helped lead, was suicidal before trusting Jesus for his salvation. In a pre-planned scheme, his wife had taken their kids and left him after first selling all of their furniture. Now, 
course, Kay and his family, being from Turkey, 99% are Muslim in that country, and so Kay is a Muslim at, at this time. He felt prompted to meet with the pastor, someone he had only recently met, who was able to put him off suicide and eventually share the good news with him. His teenage son, now in another city with his mother, heard about his father's new faith and wanted to learn more. He attended a church and made a profession of faith also. Kay went to reconcile with his wife. The effort went so poorly that he was ready to file for divorce. She was, in addition to all else, put off by his new faith too. He called the church and they promised to pray. Relations improved. His wife, though ridiculing his new faith, was impressed by its obvious effect on her husband and son. She agreed to join them at a local church. Over three weeks, a complete turnaround occurred as the wife had her questions answered at church. She accused her husband of secretly feeding the pastor info about their private conversations, but she finally became a believer herself, and her life has already begun to change significantly in several ways. He needs an official job transfer to the city his wife is in, uh, a better place for them, so they can be together and begin their new life together. I think that exemplifies the idea of this shalom. Here's a guy who was about to take his own life. He had lost his wife. He had lost his kids. He had lost all that he had. And God worked through him. Jesus, the game changer, came into his life and turned his life completely upside down. And so Jesus tonight is saying to each and, one, each and every one of us, come and see me. And, and not just... You know, the angelic message was not just to come and see once. It was to come and to follow. And we don't have to come to the manger in Bethlehem. That stall is empty. The cross is empty. The grave is empty. We serve a living God. But know tonight that that God stepped down from glory, stepped down from everything, and he had you in mind as he laid there in the cradle and as he hung on the cross. He had each and every one of us in mind. So this evening, for those of you who know the Lord and have that peace that surpasses understanding, know exactly what I'm talking about, meditate on that. You know, we don't give much time to meditation and, 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 and thinking about the peace that God gives us, this peace on earth that the angels proclaim. But for those of you that don't know the Lord, let me encourage you not to leave here without unwrapping the greatest gift you could ever have. That is Jesus. He loves us so much, he gave up everything for each and every one of us, that we might have peace with God. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We hope it was a blessing to you. New Hope Chapel is a vibrant ministry in Arnold, Maryland. We are a Christ-centered church with biblically-based teaching focused on the Jewish roots of the faith and committed to helping each person discover and use their spiritual gifts. If you're in the area, we would love for you to come and visit. You can find out more information about our church at newhopechapel.org. Subscribe to the New Hope Chapel podcast on iTunes, and you'll get the next podcast in your sleep. New Hope Chapel.